sisters. I feel like influencers are like the best and only way to market things at this point. And I am stupid far from an influencer. You have an influence on me, Taryn. That's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. Hello. Uh, I'm Taryn, if you couldn't tell. I'm Amanda. (laughs) And this week we are going to be talking about... Kind of like American Horror Story Apocalypse. I don't know what season well, that was. Like seven? I don't fucking care. Uh, I'm so over this goddamn American Horror Story bullshit. Um, so we're doing... We were doing the extravaganza for our holiday thing, and then we kind of fell off the wagon for a hot minute there, which is fine. Um, so every week we've been taking a season of American Horror Story and like finding some true stories that came out of it. Um and this this week's season was supposed to be apocalypse, but I think we're just going to talk about like doomsday preppers today. That's right. That sounds so, fun. In the apocalypse season, there was like a nuclear disaster. It's been like a month since I watched this season at this point. So let me just try to remember. There was like some sort of nuclear fallout and everybody ends up in a bunker. And it really reminded me of the National Geographic TV show Doomsday Preppers. Have you watched it? I don't think I've ever watched the show, but I get the premise and it's interesting. It's colorful, definitely mm-hmm. worth a watch for sure. If you know, if you run out of things, it's colorful. Um, oh yeah, it's got a lot of very interesting characters. But basically, at the beginning of every episode, they introduce these people who are very good at like basically getting ready for any type of possible natural disaster, economic disaster, anything, and they're you know. Um, kind of classic preppers. They stockpile food, they collect rainwater. A lot of them have some sort of like underground bunker or like fireproof situation, like kind of deep in the woods. They also have um what they call oh, what the fuck are they called? Like go bags or whatever. Yeah. And they say like when shit hits the fan, that's like their big like catchphrase. <laughs> but what so does that hits- mean? Like, I guess, when the end of the world happens. So that's what I'm going to explain to you. Kind of at the beginning of every episode, they say, I am preparing for dot, dot, dot. And so I went on the National Geographic website and found, like, the top 10 whatever most common scenarios that people fear could possibly bring on the end of the world or civilization as we know it. Um, Not even necessarily, like, the extinction of humanity, but, like, a large, you know... Right. So like reduction of coronavirus on any of those lines? Sort of. Uh, So, you know, like there's like biological warfare and like pandemics is one of them. So one of the big ones is solar flares. Um, And 
it it's basically like a tsunami on the sun and Ooh. it can destroy the earth's power grid so apparently we recently did have a solar flare but it was like on the opposite side of the sun of the earth you know what Ooh. i mean so it is something that they can like kind of predict like you know because i feel like we have people that are constantly monitoring the skies so it is kind of something they can like keep tabs on but i feel like if it were to happen on our side of the sun what the fuck could we do to stop it right what yeah there's nothing we can really do so we prepare for it okay right so uh then there's also like nuclear blasts because humans rely so heavily or heavily on nuclear power not even necessarily like in a war time type scenario but just like an accident like chernobyl you know what i mean like just human error because we do rely on it so heavily i mean think about how close like seneca is to like all of those nuclear plans you know what i mean it just I remember and, and it doing, wouldn't... Um, like, the evacuation drills at school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, if one of these blows... If one of the plants blows up, <laughs> the fucking nuclear power plant, Seneca is in a valley. It's all going to leak into the valley. And then right, I mean, gonna, I... we're going to be the first to go. Why are we even bothering with this fucking <laughs> evacuation drill? What right. Um, and if one... I've read... I don't know how true this is. I don't know anything about nuclear anything um but if one of the plants fucking explodes then it's going to cause the other ones to get all fucked up too so considering how you know this whole area is surrounded by like three or four of them we're probably doomed possibly um i mean so here's the thing it wouldn't necessarily be like a global disaster that's much more of like a localized issue but you know i i feel like it it will fuck up the area like chernobyl is still fucked up what 50 60 years later um another big one that they're really scared of are emps which is an electromagnetic pulse so it's created when a nuclear weapon is detonated um it would work best if it exploded in the atmosphere above a country so like say if russia got really mad at us because president donald trump didn't win the election they could potentially fire a nuclear like explosion and if it blows up over the country it would fuck up the atmosphere enough that like you know the radiation would i mean it would have like a vast effect on a large swath of land so it also would fry the electrical grids and there's just so many things that we don't even like think about that are part of our electrical grid not Mm -hmm. just like tvs and the internet but also like hospitals and prisons and like even radio stations and dams like there could be mass flooding because dams are going to be reversed um smart cars and devices and navigation systems you know gps things like airplanes like i mean just so many things rely on our electrical grid um so that and it's not just the nuclear blast itself but you know all of the effects that like do you remember when like the electricity went out in new york city for like 48 hours or something this was maybe like five or ten years ago i want to say um i vaguely do remember this yeah you were probably pretty young but like i was okay yeah i well i just don't know if you like had heard about it but um it was like uh 
it was like a disaster because I mean, it's such a populous city, but you know, they were having issues with all of their train systems and uh, mm. transportation systems, but also like hotels, most hotel rooms don't have keys. They have a key card. Oh, right. And like, if your electricity isn't working, like all of the tourists and people visiting for work and you know, yeah. none of these people could get into their hotel rooms to get to their stuff, to use the bathrooms. Like all of the toilets were backing up. Like it mm. was a fucking ordeal. And it was, that was only 48 hours without electricity. So obviously it's a lot more detrimental to people in like urban areas um, yeah. just because you're right on top of each other, you know, but I mean, it's not easy for people out in the middle of nowhere either who don't have any internet access or, mm-hmm. you know, types of communication that they could use. Um, they <laughs> National Geographic was also kind of giving like tips on how you can protect yourself from these things. And sure. they say that there is a thing called a Faraday cage, which is like a small metal box and it will protect all of your electronic items. So they say that like, um, like even a microwave could be something like that. Like it would prevent like um, an EMP from like fucking, if you put like a radio or like a cell phone or something in, well, I don't think a cell phone would work if the electric grid was down, but like a red, a regular radio, you know? Right. Um, I, I mean, anything that you could really use, I guess, like probably a computer would be helpful with, I, I really don't know. Um, but there is a possibility, like if you're really into this kind of thing that you could like save some of your electronics. Um, but the like, whole thing like the likelihood of it happening is like the fact that there's like always threats of nuclear war with china russia north korea among us um and the threat of radiation poisoning is for fucking real that was also something that they talked about in you know the apocalypse season like in addition to all of these other issues um you know people would be getting sick the hospitals wouldn't be functioning like it would be a mess um There's also, like, cyber attacks is also another big one that people are afraid of. Really? So it could cause the same type of shutdown as of electrical grids. Like, if they could hack into our computer systems, they could shut down dams. They could affect, you know, aircraft or, like, they, it, you know, if you can hack into someone's computer systems, you can kind of control a lot of things. But mm-hmm. um, so that's another big one. Um Oh, there's also, like, natural disasters, kind of, like, um, asteroid impacts or comet collisions. They're very unlikely, but people still fear it. Like, there are asteroids flying by our planet all the time. Right, and, like, after the dinosaurs, we've kind of <laughs> become very conscious. Sure, <laughs> we're a little sensitive, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it too soon? I don't know. <laughs> too soon to make that joke? millions of years? Um, <laughs> so, kind of in that same vein, there's also, like, the volcanic eruptions in Yellowstone, these babies have been waiting to erupt for years. Do you yeah. remember going there and they had like all the geysers and everything? I mean, the ground is just rumbling. Right. They're fucking, it's massive. Like the entire like area of Yellowstone National Park is like a volcano. Yes. Yes. And it's um, so stinky. It is. It is. It smells of sulfur. Um, yeah. But like detection has definitely improved in the last decade. So like we can kind of predict it. There are like you know, influencing or like things that occur leading up to a volcano. Like, um, there's a lot more like earthquakes in the area if it's getting ready to burst. There's a okay. lot more like erratic, um, like I feel like the geysers too, they said would be going off more erratically. Um, and it can also Old like change. Faithful is not as faithful anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she realized- starts acting up. You know, shit's going to hit the fan, is what they say. It's time, yes, yes. So they say. Um, 
let's see. So the eruption wouldn't actually destroy the planet, I don't think, but it would pretty much destroy the entire West Coast of the United States. And um, it could also result in a nuclear winter, which is basically when, like, the dust and smoke begin blocking out the sun. I've heard of this. You know, it it could give way to extreme weather conditions worldwide. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it could potentially... um, you know, fuck shit up, but like they the scientific say that term could... for it is fuck shit up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm quoting National Geographic. Great. So they said that um it could erupt anytime between now and the next hundred thousand years. Wow. I'm that's like, oh wow. Accurate. Let's narrow it yeah. down a little, shall we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so also more close to home, there's the new Madrid earthquake fault line. So it's this, like, big seismic zone, and it actually goes through, like, the center of Illinois, starting, like, around SIU, like, by Carbondale, kind of, and then it goes all the way south, Um, but the thing is, an earthquake, like, it's, like, getting, it's, like, ready, like, it's been, Uh I think they said, like, a hundred years since, I think it was, like, the late 1800s was the last time that it, like, cracked, and it was pretty detrimental to the area and it affected alabama arkansas illinois indiana kentucky mississippi missouri and mostly tennessee it goes like right through the center of tennessee so um i mean this was bad for them in the late 1800s but imagine like how much more infrastructure we have built up since then how many things could be destroyed all of the roadways and bridges and all the transportation systems that would be fucked up for all of these states you know so i mean again it's pretty localized but if you're a prepper in that area, I guess it's something, you know, that would concern you, like, directly. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, the good old biological warfare, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like it's going like I know. I feel like it's going to be, like, 9-11, where a decade from now we realize that this was actually, like, <laughs> totally preventable and um we were warned about it and it's just too late to do anything yeah Uh uh-huh yep we're just stupid so um but there was also like in the past things like this have happened like we you know we gave smallpox to all the native americans to wipe Mm. them out so we could steal their land i mean there was also like anthrax like was that like a man-made biological warfare kind of thing i don't know like i remember when i was a kid mom wouldn't let me get the mail anymore like it was like a fun activity that we would do together is like we would go to the mailbox and like go get the mail together and she wouldn't let me grab the mail she had to like open everything and make sure there wasn't anthrax inside the envelopes first i mean i feel like we are not prominent people of society who anyone would be trying to poison i don't think um also there was that movie utopia with uh zootopia i I love that movie (laughs) i love that movie too but um less related to covid it uh it was that movie with um Oh, Rain Wilson, or it was a show, I mean. And it was very interesting because they started filming it, like, um, in 2017, 2018, but, like, they couldn't sell it. Like, none of the networks would pick it up. Mm-hmm. And so finally, in, like, so they had been filming it, like, pretty steadily up until this point, but they couldn't get a lot of funding because they didn't have, like, a network that was willing to buy it up. So finally, in, like, 2019, Amazon bought it. And they, you know, steady, steadily, like continued filming it and they were planning on releasing it but then like in the beginning of 2020 but then covid happened and they were like "Ooh, like maybe this is not great timing but like how interesting like it's it's so similar to what is happening now yes it's fucking crazy um i mean it's it's like a 
real quick. The whole premise is that like, there's like this, uh, artist who makes these comic books and the comic books in the past have predicted different things that were oh. going to happen. And so like these comic books from this particular artist are like super, super valuable, like thousands of dollars per page yeah. because they think that there's like all these little like numbers in the raindrops and like all these little cryptic codes that people have been trying to break to like, you know, foresee upcoming events. Sure. And so um, one of the big things that they predicted was this, um, like biological, a pandemic basically. And it's exactly like COVID, but it was like, there's like a big conspiracy about it with the pharmaceutical companies and, you know, I mean, just like in real life. Yes. And, and it is just crazy. The parallels, um, cause obviously it's like a sci-fi show about like comic book creations and you know, that kind of shit, but it's also like very aligned with what is currently happening. That's so crazy. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I think it's only like 10 episodes long and then they canceled it. Where um, do you know where one can watch this? I think it's on Amazon. I'm okay. pretty sure Amazon is the one that um, took the plunge and purchased it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it. I'm pretty bummed that there's not going to be a second season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very violent, but it's really good. I, I recommend it for sure. Um, and then, oh, and then my next thing I have on here that a lot of people are worried about is like a financial or economical crash, which could potentially be caused by COVID. I mean, <laughs> oh, did you hear they're going to give us $600 for the past nine months? Isn't that so generous of them? Aren't they? I mean, I pay that much into taxes every month. Yeah. Like, um, and then so... they snuck in a bunch of like fucking weird shit inside the bill. Like something about like if you're illegally streaming videos or something like you can it's a felon felony and you can like get arrested and then not be able to get a job. And wow, that six hundred dollars really went a long way. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Everything's fucked and I want to die. It's super great. Lord. Oh, my God. Just get a fire stick. Um, (laughs) So but then there was also like this has happened in the past. I mean, very recently in 2008. You know what I mean? I feel like that was detrimental to a lot of people. And I feel like it really affected them, you know, like not like I feel like it made them live a little bit more frugally. And it, you know, a lot of people really did like put into debt because they like lost their house. And it was, you know, it was an ordeal. And I feel like some of the people that are prepping on this show remember that happening and are like, I'm not going to let this happen again. Um, Right. They seem like crazy cuckoo people, but it's like, can you really blame them? I mean, like, I understand like the idea of like prepping and like, like I know mom had like a go bag for us when we were growing up. I don't know if you remember that. Um, um i feel like grandma got us the it well, was she, like a first yeah she gave us like an actual kit but mom had like clothes and shit packed up and ready to go <laughs> in like these big ass suitcases and it's like that's not necessarily like a bad idea but it's i don't know you don't really need like a full-size bunker like fully stocked with food but who knows right i mean i could be wrong I mean, I also feel like what better place to be than at mom and dad's right. house if there's anything that happens. Like, I don't know. Other than like aliens, I feel like they're prime. They're ripe for the picking. Yes, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I mean, sadly, that's not like a huge part on this list. Aww, it's not really listed. It's not. But then I went to um, other doomsday scenarios from Wikipedia, which get like way crazier. Yay. So. Um, I just, I kind of told you yesterday about the doomsday clock. So, um, I kind of want to explain that a little bit more in depth. So it's kind of, it's not like a literal clock. It's just kind of like a symbolic clock created by an international group of researchers in 1947. 
um, by the members of this group called the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. So it's actually kind of like a metaphor that represents threats for humanity from unchecked scientific and technical advances. Um, so the group meets twice a year to assess the threat of an apocalypse every January. So every January they update the, the metaphorical clock, um, potential global catastrophe is represented as midnight on the clock. So the more time remaining until midnight, the lower the threat. Midnight, Um, like on a particular day? Um, it's just like a metaphorical midnight, like a representation. So like what they're saying is that like, um, for instance, the, um, the furthest away from midnight that we've ever been was 17 minutes. And that was in 1991 when the Soviet union dissolved and we made like a peace agreement with them. So 17 minutes to midnight is the safest that we've been. Whereas in contrast, (laughs) we are currently 100 seconds to midnight. (laughs) Now 17 minutes doesn't seem like a very long time. I agree because I'm like, I feel like it should, like, if we are the safest we've ever been. So, like, okay, if they created this in 1947, that would be like during the Cold War, people were very afraid of nuclear threats. So, you know, I feel like they were like five minutes to midnight at that point. So, I guess they're starting it, like, their starting point was very, very close. We've never been more than a half hour away from apocalypse. Well, (laughs) shit. That's not very promising. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It's, it's strange. They're like gauging system. Um, but the main factors that influence the clock currently are nuclear risk and global warming. One of which half of the American population doesn't believe is real. So you can imagine why we're so close to, what they deem like a catastrophic event. Um, So in January, 2018, the clock was set two minutes to midnight due to threats of nuclear weapons and increasing effects of global warming. It has moved forward to a hundred seconds before midnight in January, 2020. Um, So like, I mean, they're basically just kind of gauging like civil unrest, political turmoil, you know, like, um, just kind of like how humanity and civilizations are getting along with one another, what the threat of a nuclear disaster would be, how global warming is affecting our like daily lives and possible futures. So, you know, there's like a lot of different factors that they assess like twice a year. And then at the beginning of every year, they decide whether or not we are getting closer to a potential disaster or further away. Okay, You know, like, for example, peace treaties would be a like a reason to turn the clock further away from potential disaster because we are making peace. Like we're moving further from right. a, a nuclear war. Um, you know, like implementing more, I don't fucking know, solar energy or wind windmills or like if they pass the Green New Deal, I feel like we would be further away because we're progressing as a society. Um, That'd be nice, but... You know, like you said, most people don't believe in fucking climate change, so. Right. We can only hope that, like, things will get a little bit better and global warming will be accepted as scientific knowledge like the rest of the world. But, I mean, who knows? Um, I also put a note in here, too. Did you ever watch The Office? Yeah. Do you remember, didn't Michael Scott have a movie that he made called Threat Level Midnight or something? Oh, probably. And I'm just like, I wonder if that's, like where he got that from anyway (laughs) so 
here are like just a couple fun um doomsday scenarios that i found on wikipedia they have a whole page of apocalyptic scenarios that you can research so Um, so one of them is artificial intelligence takeover hello uh, alexa i mean that's like kind of already happening right like really nice to my google my google home um Brian like talks to our Alexa as if she's a person. I it do is too. So weird. He's like, "Thank you, Alexa. Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, she's not turning off. She's still fully listening. Yep. The only time um, we're mean to her is when we want to turn her off. Um, instead of saying like, "Okay, Google, turn off," we say, "Okay, Google, shut the fuck up," and then she stops. <laughs> she hates that. She I'm hates sure she that. does, but I'm usually really nice to her. <laughs> and when I when I tell you to shut the fuck up, that means you're like friends with me. I'm not actually that mean. So kindness is key. I, I hope that Google realizes that when I pick on her, it means I'm her friend. I mean, it is kind of interesting if you think about it, because I mean, I feel like I don't know if we're thinking more like, you know, robots are gonna take over our jobs, or if we're talking more along the lines of like actually taking over society. Um I don't know. Well, I it's, hope they do a pretty... better job than we have been doing. So It's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're taking over, like, in a different sense. They're not taking over in the, like, like Will Smith movie kind of way. <laughs> yeah. They're you know more infiltrating like our buying decisions and our I mean, I don't know, though, dude. I feel like algorithms is that is that a robot? Is that an artificial intelligence? I would think so. Well, the because... word algorithm just means like a pattern, kind of. So right. I mean, but then there's like you know the AI algorithms online that like target you for like ads and like um, you know give you like my Facebook page looks so much different than Ari's Facebook page and shit like that. You know. Yes. Yes. So. Um... Oh my God. So I told, I was listening to a podcast um, and it was called the rabbit hole and it was pretty good. I think it was only like eight episodes. Um, And it just kind of talks like they interview people who had previously been involved or like cure, like QAnon curious Mm -hmm. or kind of like people that have had basically fallen down the YouTube rabbit hole. And they just talk about like how did they get here what videos did you start watching that led you down this path and it's basically they kind of talk about how youtube shows you just like a little bit more extreme every time every video that they suggest to you is just like a little bit more pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's how people become you know like they're suggested like these things get them fired up and like the headlines and the clickbait and you know it's like it like that kind of is taking over like our political spectrum mm-hmm. of our country you know what i mean it's like not necessarily like a physical robot the way that we think of it but it is like an intelligence it is like an algorithm that is like coming up with these different ideas and showing you things that they think will interest you and you know i infiltrating I don't... your brain with the fox news Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, what was the show? You're wrong about just an episode about that. I've losing family members to Fox. (laughs) I've been listening. I've been binge listening to you're wrong about. It's a really good. They're so good. They're so funny. And they're so they're funny. I know. I know. They're very well spoken. Yeah, exactly. 
Interesting. Um, I have another podcast to sell you when this is over too that I've been binge listening to. It's only like a five or six parter, so it's quick. Um, but let's see. Another couple of like good, interesting ones are um like galaxy-wide disasters. Um, so there's the big crunch, which is the expansion of the universe. Um, so it's been proven, obviously, that the universe is constantly expanding, right? And what they're saying is that the expansion will eventually reverse resulting in like a new big bang and the beginning of a new universe, Uh which would just like destroy everything in the old one. So that's a fun one, but there's also things like the big chill or the big rip, which are more likely than a crunch (laughs) because the universe is observed to be constantly expanding. So the expansion causes cooling, which leads to a prediction of the universe becoming too cold to sustain life. Um, And then there's also the big rip which means that the expansion could also cause the space between everything between galaxies atoms space time itself to eventually become so large that it becomes infinite so like what they're saying you know like because everything is expanding so much and so rapidly they're saying that like the sun is going to be so far away from the earth eventually that its gravitational pull will be too far away and we won't orbit it properly kind of you know hmm. Like it will, it will affect like everything in the universe. Um, so those are just some like big picture possible end of the world scenarios that, you know, we don't know if they're even a possibility. I don't like the um, fact that these things could possibly happen and I have absolutely <laughs> no control over it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a hurricane, Yeah, you know, like natural disasters are fucking terrifying. Um, and I mean, honestly, like a reverse Big Bang, I feel like it would be like instant death. So That's it's fine. really the best case scenario, to be honest. Okay, I'll take um, it. Like, do you do you really want to go back to the days of like trading furs and like not having a credit card? <laughs> I mean, yes, Taryn. I want to revert. I want the moss to accept me. I want to lay down on the forest floor and be taken over by fungi and moss. <laughs> And not have to worry oh, about paying bills God. or selling feet pics. Like, I'm not dealing like with this a, anymore. Like, a true Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Just be enveloped by the forest like a little forest witch. That's me. Um, so, <laughs> my notes after this point kind of become ridiculous. <laughs> Here, I, the next one I have, climate change. Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, are those two things related? no but i'm just like they should be just as obvious you know what i mean like climate change should be just as true as the fact that jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself um another one i have is an ecological collapse or the cascade effect so global warming could possibly destroy the oceans and coral reefs which would then cascade and destroy the animals that live amongst it or you know and then the cascade effect occurs when one species in the food chain goes extinct Mm -hmm. and causes you know, the next to go extinct and the next and the next. So that's another possibility that they're saying because all of our, we're, all the forests are being torn down, they're catching on fire, global warming is fucking up the ecosystem in the oceans and we're polluting all of these animals. So they're basically saying that like, if animals continue becoming extinct, which I'm fairly certain the Trump administration has actually rolled back animal protection rights in like national parks. So they're not being protected. And what they're saying is that like, if these species continue going extinct, bigger and bigger species that live off of them are also, you know, going to Which means eventually humans will go extinct because there won't be any fucking food left. 
I can't imagine a day that we won't have chickens. I mean, there are more chickens. They are than like, people. it's fine. <laughs> I believe it. Are there? Yes. Is that a fact? Holy yeah, shit! It's like a fun fact. Um, but I feel wow, like then that is a fun one. At that point, we would just resort to like just a hundred percent like man-made foods or soylent green right. type deal. <laughs> like, right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, like they have yeah, like indoor. If we like... if we have to resort to that, then there's a obviously a bigger problem. Meaning, like, you know, the the eleven corporations that produce seventy percent of all carbon emissions yes. that's destroying the world need to be held accountable and take responsibility for what they're doing, um, so that animals don't go extinct and we don't have to resort to soylent green type living situations. Well, that also leads me to the next and final fun one that I have on here, which is human overpopulation. So you're a big one um, on this, but I don't think we're as quote overpopulated as one would think especially now after you know 300,000 people have fucking died from COVID it's fine so so in my opinion it's not necessarily like the land mass I understand there is a shit ton of land Mm -hmm. that is not inhabited there are so many places where people are not living but I feel like we need to have places like that otherwise the environment cannot like heal itself. You know what I mean? We need to have spaces like the fucking jungles in South America and the Midwest to, you know, kind of compensate for all of the cities that we are destroying. I feel like if we, there are not enough natural resources for every person on this planet, Mm -hmm. which is why we're like talking about growing indoor crops and things like that, which I don't know. I, I really don't know that much about farming or like the science behind it, but I feel like it would be better for the earth like their big thing is like meat when they don't want there to be as like i mean it's obviously terrible for the animals as well but it's also terrible for the earth so if there's a way to like manufacture something that tastes like meat gives you the same nutrients as meat why would we have to domesticate cows and chickens and even kill anything if well, we can because produce people, something um they they get all pissed off and they're like i i'm not gay i don't eat no damn rabbit food and I, I refuse to eat this, you know, um, veggie burger or whatever the fuck it is. Like, but if it looks and tastes exactly the same, why not? Anyway, continue. Right. No, I completely agree. So, I mean, you know, I feel like these are like good innovative things, but they're solving problems that are not going to be fixed. The fact that we are, you know, developing new methods of um, crop and um you know non-meat flavored meats and (laughs) things like that it's it's cool it's great it's good for the environment but the overarching fact is that we are going to run out of resources because like everybody keeps having fucking children (laughs) it's just like (laughs) just stop having babies um i would also have to disagree with um like there not being enough resources because there is plenty of food available that like not just meat and stuff but like right. big f- fast food restaurants and grocery store chains they're required by the company to throw out anything that is expired or doesn't sell sure they they aren't allowed they aren't even allowed to sometimes throw it in the dumpster out back because god forbid homeless people go in there and get free food out of the fucking garbage they have to like incinerate it they have to literally destroy the food, same thing. Remember when you worked at American Girl and there were the fucked up dolls? Mm-hmm. They would, um, they would destroy the dolls because they can't throw them out because, God forbid, a little child finds one in the dumpster and gets one for free. 
I think it's more like people would take them out of the dumpster and try to sell them online. Yeah. So yeah, we would have to like cut up all their clothes and cut off all their hair and like yeah, just yeah. fuck them up completely. Like, right, you have to like destroy yeah. the product so that people can't get it for free. It's super fucked up. So there there is, is clearly plenty of food. They just instead of like donating the excess food to a food pantry or something, they just incinerate it. That is very true. You are correct. Um I was thinking more along the lines of like water resources and the fact that like we're just kind of polluting the air too much well the water we did a whole thing on flint so clearly the government and you know they they just don't give a fuck especially about like you know minority towns and shit like that right poverty stricken places where the factories have moved Mm -hmm. away and like people don't have the option to have a job um yeah, and I mean, you can't even sell your house in Flint, Michigan, because who the fuck would want right. to buy a house there? Yeah, you like, can't, you can't shoes. It's like you're stuck. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like overpopulation is, like, uh, definitely an issue, um, but that also could just be because I, like, hate kids. Yeah, I don't know. no, that's fine. <laughs> well, and then we've also talked about this at length, about how a lot of the world's dumbest, most irresponsible adults are the ones reproducing. And the yes, ones, the I'm ones pretty who sure. Are like, well, we at the beginning of fucking idiocracy, they, yes. they do this. We're like, there's like this couple who's like, well, we want to be like financially stable and make sure that we're like responsible enough to have children. And then they just like age out of it and they never have kids. <laughs> Whereas like, right, and that shitty yes. loser family just keeps popping them out and it's just uh, it's a pain in the ass oh my god yes the football player he had like two pregnant girlfriends at the same time and it was like every time he got hit in the head his brain cell count went down oh my god oh my god yeah yep he was the one that had two pregnant girlfriends at the same time (laughs) yeah i mean um yeah that's like that was like a very sorry go ahead accurate no no I think that was just a very accurate representation of like the situation that we're currently in like I feel like all of my friends are so responsible and like financially and you know like everything and I just feel like they're the ones that are like oh I don't know I don't really want kids and I'm like but you're the only ones that are like capable of raising good human beings like I don't know. It's it's tough. Um, but then that's like a slippery slope to like eugenics. Like only certain people should be allowed to have children and shit. And it's like, I mean, just be responsible. <laughs> well, and so here's Stop the being thing: shitty too. people and raising shitty like, kids. I feel like it's one thing if you have a bunch of kids and you can responsibly take care of them you can afford to feed them and afford to send them to good schools and they you know are able to grow up to to live fulfilling lifestyles but if you're like accidentally getting pregnant and like can't really afford to support them and they're living like a shitty lifestyle why would you want to bring a kid into that if you're already struggling day to day and like going through all of these hardships financially or you know with your spouse or significant other or whatever why would you want to bring a kid into that type of environment well, it's, it's, you it know i feel like to poverty it's like if you can't afford you know uh good health care you can't afford birth control you can't afford an abortion you know you can't like well guess i'll just have this kid it's like is is it better for somebody to have a kid that they can't pay for or is it better to fund you know birth control or better sex education you know it's just it's we're doing everything the opposite way that we should be doing and it's super fucked up 
So it's true. Um, but I will say birth control is like a lot easier to get your hands on than I feel like a lot of people realize. Like, I know I've told you about this and I feel like you have a very weird birth control scenario. It's I don't really know what birth control birth you're control on. Because I refuse to have babies. Because, <laughs> yes, a man is just super fertile but hates kids. So, um... I don't know why yours was not on the list. And I've also never seen birth control in a pill bottle before. That is really strange to me. Um, So anyway, like I am part of the pill club. And so I have insurance that does cover it, but they only charge $10 a month. If you don't have insurance, they will give you birth control for $10 a month. It's probably a generic form, but who cares? Birth control is birth control. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like especially if you don't have health insurance, you're probably not like going to the doctor very frequently to talk to them about like your imbalanced hormones. A very small dose of birth control will do, will not do like that much harm. I feel like, and it will prevent problems in the future, like bringing unwanted children into a scenario that you can't handle or that you aren't able to like support them or be there for them. Cause you have to work for fucking jobs or, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I have been sexually active more than half of my life and I somehow have never accidentally gotten pregnant. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, if you really don't want to, you can prevent it. Like it's, yeah. I mean, but it's it's just like, like, (laughs) we need better sex ed to teach people how to safely have sex. And also, Oh, the condom doesn't fit. It hurts. It doesn't feel as good. Like that's an automatic. Well, then when I'm not having sex with you, like, (laughs) If you don't wear a condom, you right. don't get to have sex right. with me. That's how that's how it works because I'm a responsible. Uh, you know, I don't want I don't want kids and I don't want STDs. Like exactly, I just don't understand. Yeah, um, I really don't either. Um, so I told you earlier there was a podcast I have to tell you about, and it kind of like ties into this. It's called Nice White Parents, and I got those. Um, it's about. Yeah. Yes, we do. And, um, it's about like, um, how the influence that like white parents have on school systems, like all school systems and how they're basically all still segregated, even if there are black and white kids going to the same school and how like, it's just, it's so fascinating, Amanda. It's like very well told. It's like well-written. And I just feel like it, really opened my eyes to like holy shit like I don't have kids in school it's been so long since I've been in school and our parents were not like a part of the PTA or anything we also lived in an area where like you didn't really have a choice there wasn't like a private school (laughs) nearby it was like everybody just went to this school whereas like you know the podcast that I'm listening to is like in New York City you know what I mean so they exactly so she's like we had seven schools to pick from and three of them were private you know so it's like um I, I just feel like for us, it really wasn't even an issue. You don't go and like tour the school. It's just like, well, this is the only school in a 50 mile mm-hmm. radius. So this is where we go. And, and, <laughs> like... and there's like literally a graduating class of a hundred kids. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it's all like, like a combination of like eight different towns. Um, <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a theater school. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like it wasn't really very prominent, like where I, where we were growing up because we didn't like have any option. It's just like the public school is the school you go to. Um, but like, 
it is interesting to me now because I have a lot of friends that work in the Chicago public school system or just in Chicago schools. And even like, you know, Brian's friends who work out here, um, like in St. Louis area schools. So, you know, where kids do have the option and it's very interesting how much, like basically like this one, dad he literally is a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization and he comes into this public school and is like look we really want to send our kid here but you don't have a french program so we're going to start a separate fundraising program apart from the pta where we just raise money for the french program you can't use it for cafeteria funding or microscopes or sports activities it this money oh is our money and it only goes to the french like club and they just they can come in and raise a shit ton of money with all of their wealthy friends and but they can also allot where that money goes and a lot of it isn't going to like the benefit of the entire school it's going to very particular organizations so it's it's a really interesting podcast i Hmm. definitely recommend it i was looped (laughs) in for sure white parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, well, so getting back to this doomsday prepper thing, are, are you prepping in any way? <laughs> no, no. What well, we were terrible at the beginning of coronavirus. I was just like, Oh my God, what if there was like an actual problem? Like we would be totally fucked. We live in an apartment building. We don't have like storage. We had like one package yeah. of backup toilet paper and that was like all we had room for. So we don't have like canned goods or water collection systems. Like, it's terrible. We don't have any type of preparations. Um, I don't know. It's do you we guys? Didn't, I mean, well, just because it's like everybody's doing it. That's stupid. And also, I didn't want to like fucking toilet paper in my cart and like do the walk of shame to the register. You know. <laughs> um, I know. I, mean, I we, know. We've always like kind of tried to buy certain things in bulk and then um we've got like big cases of water just like some extras just in case I don't know and we I don't know we've got some canned goods in the basement not like a whole lot of anything but just enough to where if it's like shit I'm in the middle of cooking and I just realized I don't have any more canned carrots oh wait let me check the basement you know (laughs) it's more like that right right (laughs) Right, definitely. I mean, and you also have to use it, otherwise it yeah, does go eventually. bad. I mean, kind of have to, like, sift through it. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised mom and dad aren't more into it. Like, I was always kind of convinced that dad had, like, some secret <laughs> bunker hidden somewhere because he, I don't know, just seems prepared yeah. for anything, you know? But I really don't, I don't know think if he so. does. <laughs> um, I like to think that he just has, like, like gold bullions buried throughout the yard i mean probably i wouldn't be surprised um i feel like he doesn't need a secret bunker because the whole place is his bunker like he's got like you know he's got firearms and you know mom takes care of the food and things like that so if i don't know it's interesting yeah i mean it is because I feel like they're not really like prepared if they don't have mm-hmm. any like preserves or you know like um any type of like electrical I don't know well, we they, cannot get dad got, into um, this though I feel like yeah, he would just go balls the to the wall so like if the power does go out like it backs up and just cuz I don't but it only does like That's certain true. rooms in the house so, which is really fucking weird it's like why don't you just opt in to get the whole house <laughs> 
on the generator. I don't understand. Right. If you're going to do it. Right. Yes. And like, is there yeah. a refrigerator so hooked up to this? It's like, <laughs> I think it's like the, the living room, the kitchen, and then like mom and dad's bedroom, I think. So like I went over there one day and the power had gone out and I was like, well, I just need to like print something. But of course the office is not connected. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Where the central computer is, is not connected. Is the internet room connected? Um, I suppose I don't not. Know. The internet room, you know, like the <laughs> the basement room with the um, router. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it, it is strange. It's like why didn't you just do the whole house? Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'd need like a second generator. Well, I have no so idea how that works. So that's what they've got going. Um, I feel like Ari would definitely also jump on the bandwagon given the opportunity. Um, just because mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. very much like um like a mountain man kind of deal <laughs> if he could just like live off the land and like right yeah um you know if we i don't know he he wants to like learn how to do everything on his own and i i'm into that like the whole homesteading thing like i definitely would like to start doing that more um but it's it's hard when we have like less than an acre of property <laughs> Right. And I feel like it's tough too. Like the patch you have for like a garden or anything is like so yeah, shaded, so you know, like to get a, a space it's... with um, a bigger, more land, you know, um, and I would really like to start doing like food and like raising some, some chickens or something like we get our eggs from Joseph and Arissa because they have chickens and it's just wonderful. And <laughs> I don't know. It's... Right. But it's also like they lived a happy life, you know? It's not like they were stuck in a one-by-one-foot cage living in their own feces and, you know, pumped full of right. antibiotics so that they, they were so fat they couldn't even walk. Their legs gave out. They, like, roamed the yard and they, like, chased bugs around and they lived with, you know, they have, like, little bunnies that they, they live with and chickens and ducks. And it's like they lived a happy life. So it's mm. I would much rather eat an animal that I know had a happy life than one that came from a fucking factory farm that was miserable for its entire existence. Like, that's fucking horrifying. Right, it is. But it's yeah, sad. eggs are good. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, do you want to do any more American Horror Story things? I think the only one left is 1984 yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's up to you if you want to do anything on that one. There was, like, Richard Ramirez and can't remember what some of the other um, themes were. I think I'm good. <laughs> I know. I know. I am too. I'm ready to move yeah. on. I have like a whole list of other things that I've written that I want to look into other well, than would more you serial like killers. To, um, <laughs> just take like the rest of the year off. We've, what have you got? One or two weeks left? Um, yeah. I think we just have the one left and then like the Tuesday after Christmas and then it's like the new year after that. Okay. Yeah, let's take the rest of the year off. Um, we'll we'll plan some stuff and we'll do our research and shit in the meantime. That way, um, maybe we can record a couple. But I'd like to have like one or two on the backlog, just because. Like I remember when when we me were too. Some, me too. We were doing them like a week ahead of time, which was really nice. Yes, I agree. Let's like re- plan to record and shit. But if we don't get around to it, it's not a big deal. Um. Okay. Um, and look into what um, topic you want to do. Do you want to pick like a big topic? That way, like maybe we can split oh, okay. it up into two episodes. 
or is there something specifically well, that I you have a wanted to look into? Who wanted to be on the podcast, but I I'll have to talk to them and see when they're available to record. Um, and then I also wanted to reach out to Hannah's friend yeah. Jessica and interview her because I know her house was haunted growing up, so that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> okay, perfect. And I'm, I'm looking at my list of topic ideas. Definitely look at it okay. if you need anything, because I feel like I have a bunch of stuff on here that I recently found out about it like there are just I found this page on reddit and it's like what's the weirdest conspiracy that you've heard of but no one else has and it's very Ooh. interesting they have a lot that I'd never heard good. of so I got some good yeah, ideas from that thank you reddit <laughs> but all right yeah so I mean if you want to just go ahead and publish this one either this Tuesday or next Tuesday um that way we can be like okay American Horror Story is done and starting at the beginning of next year we can start cool, doing cool. different topics all right. Well, I will talk to you later. Let me know if you think of a okay. topic you want me to start researching. Conspiracy. Conspiracy sisters. sisters unite. Unite. Bye. Goodbye.